0: the mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message and now here's the bow tie guy hey welcome to mess it up podcast this is show number gosh what show my 158 No, 148 numbers are hard yeah but we're at the end of our walk through the steps so we'll be talking about swept out out. <laughs> Step Swap. 12 today, uh, and uh, I've got uh, a full room of people here today. You might hear a little bit of echoiness because uh, we're sitting around a table with four of us, and uh, there's a dog. You might hear footprint or you know feet and all that stuff. So anyhow, try not to let the noise in the background bother you or distract you as we go through these last uh, last show on our 12-step march. Um, our word of the week this week is incessant.
1: incessant incessantly Uh, um, annoying yeah and incessant is
0: something that just doesn't quit and that's kind of what uh it is with recovery it's an incessant thing that we keep doing we always do and we're never done with it so i forgot i put incessant in there but if you can use incessant uh in a sentence this week give yourself 10 bonus points bonus points are yours to use as you feel necessary don't worry about it if you don't want to use them you can give them to friends uh, you can gift them Ooh. Uh, they have no expiration date, have so yeah, it. yeah. So go, go nuts. <laughs> um, one place that you can give your friend a bonus point is on social media. So if you join us on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, on our Reddit, uh, you can do that. Uh, I don't know if you're paying attention at the end of January, but if you were not on Reddit, you missed out on the GameStop bonanza. So get on Reddit and, uh, maybe you too can become a gazillionaire. Uh, Maybe not through our little subreddit, but anyhow, go join Reddit, find out what it's all about. And uh, we're on there under Messed Up Ministries. So find us on social media, like us, do all that kind of stuff. You can also help the show out by giving us a rating or a review on your favorite podcatcher to let people know about the show. Uh, Tell them uh, on your social media as well to listen to the show. I like to use the hashtag TuneInTuesday because the show comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, But Get the word out there about that by giving us a rating or a review. And for those of you who are overachievers, and I know that you're out there, you can become a patron of the show by going to messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button. And for as little as how much?
1: A dollar a month.
0: You can become a patron of the show. Yeah, you can be one of our financial supporters. We are 100% supported by our listeners. We don't get any uh, money from advertising. We don't put commercials on because we want to make the show all about – uh, the topic and whoever's talking. Uh, so the way we get around advertising dollars is by having patrons. So if you would like to sponsor us on Patreon, we would love that. Get some swag in there as well. You can get a copy of my book. You can get uh, T-shirts. You can get a variety of things for um, becoming a, a patron. So I really appreciate all of you who have done that. And for those of you who have not done it yet, well, you can always join us whenever you want. So I think – oh, no, let me tell them about email. do you guys like email who doesn't like email i love email do you remember do you guys remember your first email account yes was it aol Mm -hmm. mine was an aol yahoo yahoo okay (laughs) um what was your first do you still have that does that first email still work
1: i think it canceled out because i did it
0: yeah mine doesn't (laughs) because aol uh but i still uh get when i get spam from people sometimes it's in the list of you know, all the uh, addresses they're sending to me. Uh, but yeah, mine was uh, SamHockey at AOL.com uh, way back in the day. That was my my first email account. But right now my email is BowtieGuy at com. So you can send us email there and uh, we love to hear from you. Give us show ideas or thoughts about what's going on. You can also in uh, email InternDave at info at MessItUpPodcast.com. And, um, for just general thoughts and ideas, um, he'll pass those along as necessary. So that now is everything that needs to be said. How about long stuff. is
1: intern Dave been to intern? You know, <laughs> when when he
0: steps up and says he wants to become a real man, a real boy, you know, it's like, you know, he doesn't want to be a puppet anymore. Oh dear. Um, I'll let him, we are headed to Hawaii. Uh, at the time that this gets released, uh, it'll be a, little less than a month that we'll be in Hawaii for a month for our new grandchild. So we'll be uh, visiting with intern Dave and I'll ask him if he'd like to get a promotion. Uh, what would he be like? Um,
1: apprentice. Lackey,
0: lackey Dave, apprentice, maybe <laughs> apprentice. I like that.
1: Cause okay. interns don't get paid. So maybe right. apprentice would get a dollar. Oh,
0: okay. So intern Dave, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyhow, you can uh, you can email us there at info at messituppodcast.com. That'd be great.
2: Here's email a-, a suggestion of what Dave's new title should be. Hey, there
0: oh. you
3: go. Maybe we can give him a bonus point raise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There we go. I'll pay him in bonus okay. points. Yeah. That's
1: Better than a dollar. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, yep, yeah. He is. gets to be married to my daughter. What else? There does you need? go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, we are here to talk today about step 12. Uh, we've gone through all these other steps, and this is like the end of the line with it so to speak, because it's the 12th step, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the line. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about the 12 steps is that you do it and then you're done and you can go off and live your life. And we can see by reading the 12th step, it says, having had a spiritual experience as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. So it's a never-ending thing. It's, it's, it's like the difference between a diet and an eating plan. If you go on a diet, you'll go, you'll lose the weight, you'll stop and you'll gain the weight back. I am living proof. Multiple times I've had a lot of, you know, peer reviews going on and this, this is good science. If you just go on a diet and stop, you'll gain the weight back. Um, And if you just go into recovery and then stop, you're likely to gain your addictions, your habits, your hangups, your hurts. Uh, You'll you'll get them all back. They'll come back and find you like boomerangs. Uh, So trying to do this, and continue it is an important part of the steps. Uh, when did that become apparent to you guys? When did that, when did you start to understand what that 12th step was? It was like, okay, this is not the end. It's just the beginning of the new. When did that begin to make sense to any of you guys? Oh, by the way, I forgot to say who's here. <laughs> I was going tell you tell, go around and tell who's here.
3: Any of you. Okay. Well, I'm listener Bev from California, a.k.a. Paul's wife. Yeah, buddy. uh, I'm always happy to be here, not only with my friends, but with you guys (laughs) on the air.
1: Nice. I am Giselle. I don't have a special title.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're Wayne's mom.
1: Wayne's mom.
0: mom. I'm Andrew, and I don't
2: have a special title.
3: Yeah, you do. (laughs)
0: <laughs> info at messituppodcast.com if you want to give uh, special subtitles to Giselle and Andrew. Um, they are also listeners from California, so uh, we, <laughs> can, we can do that as well. But what? when did it dawn on you, You know what that realization like, all right, I'm going through this step study. I've done it, step 12. I'm at the end of the book, but that's just the beginning of the journey.
1: I feel like it's easier for me to say because I had a really good where I finished my 12 step the step study right before I was gonna pop out a baby Mm -hmm. and then I popped out the baby so I couldn't really think about what's next besides caring for a little human and then I got postpartum depression and it was like eventually it was like oh this isn't (laughs) the (laughs) end So then I had to go back to the beginning and then it turned out that I was able to tell my story. So that's how I gave back that year.
0: How did that feel going back? Like you said, going back to the beginning, did that feel like uh, here we are again, like, like you'd failed, or was it just like, Oh, this is the next in a progression.
1: Um, I think it was more so like the next step. Cause it's like, it was, yeah, next in a progression because it was more so a realization that I only hit the surface. And that's what I try to remind people. It's like, you you know, like for me, like what I was living 26 years, like I wasn't going to get everything out in in 12 months or whatever, you know, that I built up for 26 years Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, you know, when you go to church, you know, they don't just go through the Bible, like in, in one year, what do they do after they go through the Bible? You go back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which, which seems to make great sense, but I find, you know, my experience has been that people don't understand that. You know, I still have the, you know, people thinking like, Oh, um, what are you doing your next you know, Celebrate Recovery class. It's like, well, we're always doing Celebrate Recovery. It's just always this lifetime
1: mm-hmm.
0: event for us. We do a step study and that will, you know, go and it has a, a beginning and an end. But people don't seem to understand that, that like, okay, we keep coming back to Celebrate Recovery even though, you know, I've, I've stopped my desire to drink or whatever, I keep coming, why do I have to keep, well, why do I keep coming back to church? Because I'm there celebrating God. And here I'm celebrating recovery and people are learning from me. And the reason that I was able to grow as a Christian is because there were people ahead of me that showed me the way. Bev, her mother and father, you know, guiding me, other spiritual mentors that said, look, here's the way we see faith and we want you to see faith and, you know, the, the explanation and, and being able to see it. And I know I wouldn't have gotten through recovery if I didn't have my sponsor. And looking at him and, and saying, you know, well, if that idiot can do it, I could do it. And if he wasn't there doing it, I wouldn't know that I would be able to do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I say that idiot, I don't say that as a, a put down. I'm just like, we're, that's, that's our, our, my main job as a person who's in recovery is just to show people, look, if, if this idiot can do it, well, then you can do it too.
1: And I think, sorry, I went in the middle of drinking coffee. And I think that's like where the main church says sinners, where World. you're putting idiot.
0: Yeah. The church Sorry, says sinners. Oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and by the way, if, you know, it's not necessarily just the Paul and Giselle show, but if you guys don't ram yourself in here, yeah. Paul and Giselle will take over. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to shoehorn your way into the conversation at any point. I hadn't thought,
3: um, your, your question was, you know, when did we realize that? Well, a couple of things here. Number one, I, I really do, um, think that Celebrate Recovery, when, uh, John Baker was inspired to, uh, come up with this program, it, it seems like the steps that he moves us through or guided us through kind of emulates life, um. And so just like we grow in life, we, we start out as you know, this is infant and then toddler and then teenager and then adult, young adult and then adult and then senior citizen or whatever. I think that's the way the steps go. The other thing I, I thought is that as a first grade classroom teacher for so many years, um, I would be like foolish not to recognize that Children and adults, when you're learning, um, the way you grow is you take a basic skill and then you your eyes are open to a little more of that and a little more and a little more until you come to an understanding and then you, you kind of um, can work off of that. And then you build. And, you know, in the same way that like addition is kind of um, connected to multiplication, you know, it just works like that. You've got these layers and you build on it. And I um, and I'm, I am going somewhere with that. The third thing bringing in is just that I've heard it said that working the steps is like the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. That we move closer to um, allowing God to have all of us. It's a surrender process. And so when you take all three of those things, it just, it makes sense. Now, personally... It took my sponsor kind of pointing things out to me because it happened organically. I finished my step study and went through one whole year. And then when I started talking about things in my life that came up, she said, Beth, you're back in the stage one again. You're Mm. back with denial. And I was like, what? Mm. I didn't know that's what it was called, but I found myself back there again. So I think if you're paying attention, if you have a good sponsor or friends that accountability partners will point things out to you, you'll find that you go there anyway. The important part is just recognizing it so you know where you are and how to move through it. You know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of my two cents.
2: Yeah. I had a thought. Um, well, there's a few things, and talking about how this sort of emulates life. I like how you brought that up, Abby, and how, how um, that whole idea of we learn to do something first, and then we're doing that something, then ultimately, we're teaching it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's mm-hmm. what I think mm-hmm. Step 12 kind of embodies, is that whole idea of, hey, I've been through that minefield, as people yes. say, and I want to help show you what I did, or what helped me get through those things. And I think that's really what this embodies. It's that whole idea of, hey, these are things that helped me, and I'm going to help myself some more by being able to help you. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. And that's really what stuck out to me when you started bringing that up. Um, what really has been kind of poking at me today, though, was, and I'm, I'm not answering your question right now, oh, that's okay. but it's uh, the we try to carry this message. Yes we don't need to always carry the message because we're going to stumble, because we're going to go back into that denial. And we need to remember and you know have people too that are there to keep us accountable, keep us strong. But we need to do our best to carry this message up to others. Right? We, and that's sort of what's been sticking up to me today. Um, relooking at this, but uh, To answer your question, I think for me, it was a little bit easy because I was already serving in worship for about a year before I even went into a step study. So I kind of had an idea of what is to come at the end. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me to just remember while going through it the first time, hey, this is not a one and done kind of thing. And that going back to what Giselle brought up, you know, that whole or depression, all those things were a new thing that I had never encountered in my life. And, you know, we needed to go through these things again or remind ourselves again that, hey, these are the things we need to maybe go through again to help us
0: figure out how to deal with these struggles. Right. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, about all of us, because I've been doing this the longest, so I got to see each of you come into recovery, and my reason for coming in was to be in recovery. And I think I'm the only person who went to my first Celebrate Recovery meeting intentionally, well, I guess I was going just to get a guy off my back, but to do Celebrate Recovery. Um, you know, Bev came to kind of support me later and Andrew came to do music and then Giselle was just kind of drug along in Andrew's, you know, <laughs> toe and so you had a different opportunity to, I guess, get a different view of what was going on as you as you got settled into it. So that's an interesting thing, too. Andrew, would you read the the verse that goes with this one? Yeah,
2: it says, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual
0: should restore them gently. But watch yourself or you also may be tempted. Yeah, that just that covers what we're doing here. It's like, you know, we are setting the example and we're we're being cautious so that we don't get caught up in a, a problem uh, based on our existing hurts, habits and hangups or on new ones that are coming or, or you know, the old ones that we thought we had, had put behind. Uh, it, it's always funny to me when I watch uh, a sports game and several years ago, back in the 90s, uh, there was a Super Bowl and it was the... Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. And one of the Cowboys players was running down the field with an interception and everybody had given up. There was this one and and the Cowboys were running away with the game. But this one defender was like, no, I'm not going to let him score again. And he ran like everything to stop this from scoring. And it didn't, you know, they didn't win the game. Uh, You know, his team still lost, but he was just like, I'm not going to let this happen. And the person who had the ball, the Cowboys guy, he just run along thinking everything's great. The world is good. I'm about to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl on TV and mama's watching and all this stuff. And all of a sudden he wasn't paying attention to the past and what was behind him and he got overtaken. Hmm. And I've got to be careful that I'm not that guy just running in thinking, you know, my eyes on the prize of the, the, the end zone and not being aware of, of what's coming behind me.
3: Um, I just, I wanted to say something here. I was looking this. I don't often pull these steps out and, and read them again, but just during these the series that we've been doing. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, long. really. And so I noticed that on step 12, it talks about the spiritual experience, having had a spiritual experience. And then down here, the scripture um, says, you who are spiritual should be them gently. So it uses that word the spiritual twice. And I, I was thinking to myself, all right, if I were um, a salesperson and I was trying to sell someone on a product I'd be they would wonder what's the benefit of of getting this what's the benefit of me buying this why do I want to do it and I think that that's where the spiritual part comes in if if we don't if someone's just let's say if I decided that I'm going to do these steps because somebody makes me or says you know do these 12 steps and magically your life will be better. and would be like, all right, okay, I'm done. And then I would want to quit, you know? Yeah. But.
0: Yeah, I took the pill now. Right, right. Work.
3: But it uses that word spiritual experience, which says to me that we're growing in Christ, that we are more connected to him than when we started out. And how can you not want to have more of Jesus in your life?
0: Right. And mm-hmm. and that kind of leads me into the song of the week that we're going to use this week. Um, I, I think was yours, Giselle. Uh, this one. If, if it's, a it's the more that I seek one. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Carrie Job. The more that mm-hmm. I seek you, and that's what we're doing as we're going these steps. We're seeking Christ, and and uh, so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of the more that I seek you. We'll be back after that to chat and tell you our thoughts and to wrap up these uh, our walk through the 12 steps. So here's Carrie Job with the more that I seek you. So that, what we were saying before uh, when we started is like, oh, an oldie but a goodie. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an oldie but a goodie. And uh, it's just so, you know, pretty. Uh, but Giselle, what would you, uh, what what came out, this, you suggest this song. So what, tell us your thoughts.
1: Yeah, so it's so weird because I always picture when I heard this song, like for the first time in a long time was what? Is it two years already since the earthquake?
0: It's a year and a half. A year half? and a half, yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's wow. when like things like collided, I feel, because mm-hmm. I was just try- starting to get over postpartum depression. Andrew's grandma passed away, and we were out of town because of the earthquake slash Andrew's grandma's funeral. And I was literally sitting in the drive through line at a Starbucks while Andrew and his cousin practiced like the worship song they were going to do at the funeral and um this song pops up and I thought it was so weird because I was like this is like a million years old and (laughs) just the thing (laughs) that really (laughs) stuck to me was like my nerves were on like an all-time high and it just thinking like I want to sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand lay back against you and breathe, feel your heartbeat. Like I just picture that moment when like someone gives you a hug and you're like crying and you eventually start calming down and just focus on their breathing and their heartbeat when they're giving you a hug. And I just pictured God was just giving me like a little hug. And I did, I literally felt like what the lyrics were saying were, I'm out in your feet. It's overwhelming. And it was just, it just gave me a lot of peace knowing like, like I'm here. I haven't left you, even though you feel like you're crumbling. So it was like a fresh drink of water after a long hike, you know, yeah. in the yeah. heat. And I like
0: your perspective that it's a million years old. It came out in 2009. Uh, I haven't, so, I didn't so, even graduate right? high
1: school yet. Yeah. Okay. Right.
0: For, for us older people, it's, you know. Not quite as old as
3: that My thought was that um, I saw a picture in my mind when I heard this. And yes, I I loved it when it came out, and I still do love the song. But I could just picture the the Lord's Supper, the last supper with the disciples. And I could see that painting and them all leaning in to, to hear Jesus. And the thought that I have is that here... You know, I often thought, what would it have been like to actually walk and talk with Jesus? And yet, these men that were there at the table still didn't really understand what it was um, that Jesus was trying to tell them. Uh, And yet, I I know that if I were in that position of, of, you know, sitting back and relaxing with the Lord and hearing his heartbeat means... I have to be close enough to hear it. I have to I have to be wanting to be close because life will pull me away um, from being that close. And um, that's really intimacy right there when you can feel someone's heartbeat or hear their breathing. And the thing of it is, uh, it, the song kind of promises that the more that we look, the more that we find. Um, And that could be take many forms. It could be just private time with the Lord and prayer and meditation and scripture. It could be spending time with friends who are struggling or maybe I'm the one that's struggling. But God, there's just so many promises in this song that when we move toward God, God will move toward us Mm -hmm. and that we're never alone. And, And that's what I that's what I love about it.
0: Yeah. And for me, the, you know, it says, you know, I want to sit at your feet and drink from the cup in your hand. These things, I remember feeling that way as a child that I wanted to do the things that my dad did and mimic him. And to this, to this day, my signature is an imitation of a signature. When I was in school uh, in seventh grade, we had this new uh, science teacher that had just come out of college and I was Madly in love with this person, I was sure we were going to get married at some point. Uh, but I I'm forgot. I'm so glad to,
3: you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I forgot to put my name on my paper one time, and she put my name. She wrote my name, and the way she wrote it is the way I do my signature because I, I <laughs> learned how to <laughs> fake that, and it it is stuck with me.
3: This is the first time hearing this
2: story. Oh, you heard this story. Uh, not the <laughs> uh,
0: and so it uh, that just it stayed with me. I just wanted to because I felt like I had that, and then when I see my kids do the things that I do and then watch my grandkids do the things that they're doing. They're the things that I, it's, I see that, that how it gets passed on. And that's what God wants for us is to be more like him. I'll never be my dad and I'll never be Jesus, but I want to be more like that um, than I am. And so I can just focus on that each time.
2: So uh, my part, Stuck out to me the most is towards the end of that chorus, and I'll just read this out again. So I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. Your love is overwhelming me. So that whole idea of this inconceivable, incomprehensible love. Mm-hmm. Right. I that- just I just heard Princess Bride. <laughs> hear it, inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is a love so strong that we can't even comprehend how powerful it is and tying it back to the step we're talking about today about, you know, we need to make sure that we're spiritual in restoring them gently. Right. So if we're to bring others to him, we need to work on ourselves Mm -hmm. and make sure that we're connected to Christ. If we aren't, and if we're not good ourselves, then we shouldn't be helping other people. Right. we need to help
0: ourselves first. Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah. You can't jump into the lake and save a drowning person if you don't know how to swim. Yes. You just have two right. drowning people. Exactly. And, that, and that's a difficult thing. And that's one of the things that's difficult in recovery is to, to see a person think, okay, I want to help that person, but I know I can't. I don't have the, the skill or the knowledge or the ability to save that person. And sometimes, you know, I, I tell people sometimes... You just have to stand on the shore and listen to a person struggle, because you know it does no good for both people to be drowning in the lake. Um, and that's that's just that, that difficult. That's that's the hardest thing in recovery for me is is listening to a person struggle in the lake and knowing I can't jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is what I love about recovery, though, is that we do get to jump in that lake for for so many people, and maybe not save a person, but show them this is how you swim. And so teach them how they and God can, can save themselves. because ultimately it's, it's the same idea as give a man a fish eat for a day, teach a man to fish, eat forever, or he'll, you know, show up late for work. Uh, <laughs> they, we want to give those tools to people so that they can do it. I mean, I love to be important. I love it when people, you know, do something because I, you know, I'm in charge or whatever, but I'm way more proud when I teach a person to do stuff. You know, one of my all-time favorite students in school is a teacher. And it makes me so happy to know that that person is teaching because they like the way I taught when they were in my class. And I inspired them to be a teacher. Um, and just this last week, um, Bev showed me something on Facebook that one of my former students from back in, I think, Boy, that was it. Was when we got married. 90, it was four. 90, 94 95 school year because she was in our class when we got married. She sent a message to Bev, and, and something like, You know, this is something that Mr. Pippen taught me, and I, you know, it still comes into play. And and that's older than the song, and the song we already learned is a million years old. <laughs> um, so that's a long time, and that, that makes me so. Um, honored, I guess, to know that I had a part in doing that and that I did something right. And that if someone can learn from my mistakes, that means that the hurt that I went through didn't get wasted. I just leveraged that. And now I'm able to use that as currency in someone's recovery. And that's that's awesome.
3: I just noticed in the wording of this, the selection of the words, uh, It, like you said, Andrew, we try to carry this message. message and then it says, and... Practice these principles. I know that uh, when our daughter was in dental school, and then when our other daughter was um, going to PA school, um, when they were done, they um, had to go into practice, you mm-hmm. know. And um, and then in my world, the student teacher was the one who came in to practice. Right. And so the the old saying that practice makes perfect. <clears throat> we all know that that's not true, but practice makes better. And so when we practice these principles, hopefully other people, the ones that are watching us, um, will see our practice and then be drawn to that. And that's a win-win they grow and we grow. Right. You
0: know? Right. So. And, and that works throughout life. I was thinking about, uh, you know, Giselle and I mess around in the kitchen and making something and just like, Oh, what does it need? Oh, it needs this. Oh. And we, we based on. What we've practiced will bring that to what it is, and you know I'll bring my palate and she'll bring her palate or or I'm cooking with faith. You know it's the same thing. We just have these different things, and because we practice, we know what it is. And I'll reach out and call, ask people and be like, oh, I goofed up. I put too much of this in my my soup. How do cinnamon. I balance it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny enough, I did put too much cinnamon in my soup the other day. But
3: you know what? So that's kind of interesting because we come back to the whole twelve-step idea. Like, why do we keep on doing this over and over? And that's exactly why you just said. A a recipe that you made over and over and over, and and you put too much cinnamon in it. So we don't get it. I keep them
1: accountable on the two. He uses too much cinnamon in food. (laughs) There you go. It's a
3: perfect analogy, but that's why you're
1: never done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I know when I watch, there's certain movies that I'll watch over and over and over again. And the first time I go through a movie, I get an idea of it. But then if you watch it a second time or a third time or fourth time, you start picking up on little nuances. Mm. And that's the way it's been in my recovery. The first time through, yeah, I plowed the road. You know, I, I moved the boulders out of the way and I got a pathway. The second time I went through a step study, I, I got more of the asphalt down. And then the third time I'm putting lines on it. And then I start expanding the road. And, you know, it's just growing and growing and growing each time. And to think that I might be finished means that that's the point I'm going to let things start to decay. Because whatever I do, I can make the Taj Mahal, but if I don't maintain it, it will decay and crumble and eventually the most beautiful thing becomes ruins if it's not maintained.
3: Mm-hmm. Well in I our life oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: Um I was thinking too when you were saying that, it was like, um we're always growing to into a different stage in life. Like we went Andrew and I went from newlyweds to new parents to parents of a toddler, and I can't imagine like being grandparents and we're going to have to learn so much more like once Grayson gets married it's like well now I need to learn how to be an (laughs) in-law so it's it's just we're always gonna have to adapt evolution
0: yeah there's the next evolve evolve, yeah there's the next challenge whatever it is yeah Yeah. that makes
2: me think back to on my first step studies and one of the questions asked was how do you know you're better or something along those lines and I always my answer was if I find that I'm struggling with something else that means that the other thing's not a problem anymore you know and that's that's mm-hmm. what I always think about that you know if there's a new problem yeah. then I think that boy that other thing what happened to it it was so yeah. terrible before and but now I'm okay yeah
3: you were talking about the um, the asphalt lane the, the road and all that all of that would be well and good that maybe we could actually established that we're graduating out of recovery, but we have to remember too, there is an enemy out there who's yeah. constantly trying to destroy our, our framework and coming in and tearing up that, those, you know, making potholes in our road. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, that's another reason why we have to keep working at it.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I think I might've said this on the last show, but I, I, heard a thing this last week about recovery and saying that, you know, going into recovery, you know, an addiction is ignoring everything else in life Mm -hmm. to feed one thing and, and, and abandoning all of life for the sake of one thing. And recovery is abandoning that one thing for the sake of everything else in life. Mm -hmm. And it's just that Mm -hmm. opposite of getting rid of that Mm -hmm. habit, hurt, hang up, getting, control over it, because uh, that's the way I like to look at it. I I, I have control over it. And I have harnessed the power that pornography had in my life. And it's not, it it doesn't wield that power in my life. I I didn't get rid of it. It it doesn't, you know, it still exists in the world. And I might run into it, uh, you know, just in life, you know, it might jump in front of me. But I am no longer drawn to that that need for that. So, um, you know, I, 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 I never think I've arrived, but I'm continuing to travel in the right direction.
3: You said that you, you use the words, you know, that I've conquered that. And I think that maybe a better way to say that might be, um, you have allowed God to <clears throat> right. conquer that right. in you that, you know, giving him the authority and the, um,
0: yeah, I can't call but guys
3: right because right. we we yeah. can't, right?
1: I think I was thinking too the other day when I was at a friend's house it's like um one of my friends mentioned that as humans we're always looking for a some big accomplishment like like oh I bought a house, I bought a house in a nice neighborhood or I graduated from school and um, I think after the twelfth step is, I think it's a big thing going through it once, but finding joy in little things, like I was able to do this again.
3: That's a great And point. again,
1: or I was able to, you know, find something else. I don't know. It's just the little things. I also, I guess I connected that into how you know, sometimes I dwell on what I want versus what I have that I need. Mm. Where, mm. like, when we help with Angel Tree, it's like, oh, I wish I could give Grayson this, 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 and this. And then I go see the Angel Tree recipients, and I'm like, wow, Grayson has way too much. Yes. He has more than he needs. Where these kids don't have – they might not have half the things they need, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it might not even have any of the things they need, much less the things that they want. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as we're going in and looking at the end of this series, but like we said, not the end of of our steps. What are you doing to? How does the twelfth step look in your life? What does your twelfth step look like?
1: I guess for me, sorry. Okay, for me, I was going to say that um, because I feel like the second time around, I really struggled with, like, like the depression part of my recovery, and so what I've been doing, I feel, is to get out of my head. Like, it's not all about me. Like, just because this person didn't return my text, it's like, it something else is going on. It's not about me. It's not like my world feels like it's crashing down, but someone else's world is probably crashing down too. So I think just trying to get out of my head, because I think the biggest thing is being in my head and letting the enemy say, like, no one wants you. No one cares about you. You mm-hmm. know right,
0: so, right. Right. And I just want to roll back just a little bit. So it bothers you when people don't respond to your texts.
1: Well, maybe Interesting. you should ask me if I'm okay. <laughs> maybe I'm in my head. You need
2: to hold me accountable. <laughs> I think the the easy thing to do is serve in a ministry at church, whether it's mm. CR or things like that. Now, for us, it's a little bit harder right now just because of our situation. But you know, that's what we've been doing. It's you know we serve at CR, and we just find ways to connect and connect with people and help people when we can. Um, I think for me as a codependent, that does make things tough as well, though, because it's, am I doing this because I want to please that person and I want them to mm-hmm. like me, or am I doing this to glorify God and show them his love? And it's so hard for me to think because I'm like, oh, it's, it's for God. It's for the church. It's for yeah. this. And I'm, cause that's what my struggle was. I volunteered so much into ministries that I neglected my family. That was what I went through and what I'm still struggling with. Um, And that's really a tough thing. But again, you know, this whole idea is servitude and trying to find ways to connect people, not only to help fix themselves, but to help connect them more importantly to Jesus. And that's why Mm -hmm. CR is so different than any other 12 step program out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like, Anything is enough because I see so many codependent people, including myself. I will think like, oh, I just greeted one person. Like, that's not enough. I need to do more. And it's like, no, if you're doing it for the right reasons, if you're doing it for God, then that that's enough.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Um, this year, uh, you know, 2020 moving into 2021, uh, I think that my 12-step looks a little different you know now than it did in years prior um, I had a lot more freedom to be you know meeting ladies for coffee checking in with them face to face and that's always my preferred way to, to work with um, my friends and colleagues and uh, accountability partners etc but this year um, especially since my mom died in March, I felt this need to kind of hole up and move away from people. I I wanted to spend a lot of alone time. So um, when we got back, I tried to make sure that I got right back in step with my step study ladies where we left off. And so right now I'm giving back and making sure that I'm, I'm staying plugged in to my recovery means I'm finishing out one step study will be done this week uh, and then gearing up for the next one. That's going to come. So um, I love that.
0: Yeah. And for me, you know, the podcast is definitely part of it, but my favorite, I think part of my 12th step is uh, testimony. I, I love testimonies. The next book I'm writing is about testimonies and that is the way that Not only do I grow, but I show other people how they can grow and how my mistakes didn't end my life. They just changed my life and that we always have that opportunity to help somebody else grow because of our mistakes. If we don't keep it a secret, Mm -hmm. if we keep it a secret, people aren't going to grow because of our mistakes, because they're not going to see the change. They're not going to understand We are doing something different than we used to do. So they need to know where it was. And and believe me, I understand that our hurts, our hangups and our habits can be embarrassing. Uh, I'm not proud of my past, but I choose to put it out in the open so that I can hopefully give people the opportunity to see that I'm different that I'm different because of Christ, and that they can be different too. And they might not have the same struggle as me, and I hope that they don't, but they can apply what I've done to their life, and it, it, which is why the Bible is so beautiful. I, I don't ride around on the back of a donkey and all these people you know, did, but I can apply those learnings and those lessons to my life today, even though our lives are so different in many ways, but in, in so many ways they're the same.
3: And God is so faithful to bring those people to us or bring us to those people. I've mm-hmm. seen that over and over. I don't wake up every morning saying, Lord, send me somebody to testify to, to tell them about my life, uh, my life story. But, oh man, God just keeps on doing that anyway. You well, know, The I, reason
0: I, we think we're so alone is because we all keep our stuff to ourselves. True. We don't, true. you know, we're not taught to share. We're taught to, you know, don't burden people with your troubles or whatever. And so I, not many of us knew that Giselle was going through postpartum. We might've known, oh, there's something going on, but we didn't know what it was. And then when she said it, other people are like, thank you. And, and I remember uh, Pastor Heather one time spoke at a ladies event and I watched the ladies go up to her and be like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one who was going through this. And you said you were going through it. And by sharing our struggles, we let people know, and Giselle said earlier, Satan wants us to think we're the only yes. one, we're no good people, you know, right. and just push us and isolate us because isolated, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're vulnerable. The strength of the wolf is in the pack. It's, it's a wolf by itself is not nearly as strong as a pack of wolves is because they work together. And when we're together as a pack of humans, a pack of Christians, a pack of recoverites, we're so much more powerful. Recover Recoverized. Recoverized. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, Well, gosh. Uh, does anybody have anything else to kick in on, on this before we tie a bow on it? This There's been, always
1: something to say, but...
0: This has been super exciting going through and doing these steps. At some point uh, in a few months, I think maybe we'll go through, and I think Bev's going to be on this one, uh, the principles, uh, the eight principles of celebrate recovery. We'll go through and look and, and try to see how those tie together, but we'll give people a little bit of a break. Uh, we've got a couple of new shows coming up for you after this. And, um, hopefully I'll be able to record some shows when we're in Hawaii, uh, in March. Uh, but thank you guys so much for going through this walk with me. It would not have been the same, uh, without your experience and knowledge and input. So really appreciate you guys being family. Uh, if you're listening and this did something for you, send me a letter and, or an email. Let me know that uh, we touched you um, with what we were talking about. I always love getting those emails or texts from people to just say that, you know, something we did mattered because that lets me know, all right, I'm working my 12th step. I have it on my, my license plate says I step 12. Uh, going into the prisons is my 12th step and I can't do that now. And so sharing with you guys and, and just pouring myself out, uh, when you respond back, It makes it so I'm not just a knucklehead talking in an empty room to a microphone. (laughs) So I like that. Uh, Remember to give us a rating and a review on your podcatcher that you're using. Uh, Share us on your social media. Share the show. Put a link to the show. Tell people why you want to hear it. Find someone who could use a particular show and just say, hey, listen to this show. I think it might help. And uh, if you really want to help, you can become a patron. Go to MessItUpPodcast.com. Click on that Become a Patron button for as little as
1: a dollar a month.
0: You can support the show financially and help us do the things that we do. I don't think I have anything else. So, without further ado, uh, we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.